and welcome back to Newly Meds. I'm Heather. And I'm Quinn. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. We are so grateful to have you here. We started this podcast with the intention of helping other people in healthcare to just navigate making it work. And um, we are married. We were married almost a year ago. We're yeah. coming up on our one year anniversary in January. If you're listening to this at the time of it airing, it's December of 2022 and we were married in January of this year earlier this year yeah so um we love fitness we love cooking we love nutrition I'm an integrative nurse in New York City and Quinn is a fourth year medical student here Mm -hmm. in the city we are originally from South Florida we met in high school we dated through college at the University of Florida and then when Quinn got into medical school here in New York City we moved up here And we've been here for four years, right? Yeah, four years. Wow, it's been so wild. Crazy. So this is our fourth winter being here in our fourth holiday season being here. Right, right. So we have learned quite a few things along the way. Yeah. This podcast episode is dedicated to navigating the holidays working in healthcare because, man, it can be so challenging. I think it's just the season, especially if you're anywhere in the north, like us being from Florida, being sunny all the time, the holidays take on a whole new meaning up here, especially I would say November through March and April right. is cold and dreary and gray. And a lot of people, you know, New York City is like so famous for being so awesome during Christmas time. Right. And I will agree to that in a certain extent. Uh, I, I just, think it gets very Christmassy around here. It does get Christmassy. Like you look around so. and there's decorations or there's yeah. lights. Like you get that external reminder, okay, it's Christmas time. Yeah. And also other holidays, right? Like there's Hanukkah decorations, you know, whatever you celebrate, you get the sense in New York, like, okay, yeah. it's coming it's up. It's, time. it's a holiday season. Yeah. Right. Where it's like the seasons don't change. Right. So we kind of have the same, you know, sunny 75 year round, which is so nice. And we right. miss that so much. So, um, a lot of people have the expectation of us living here and being like, oh, Christmas is so great. Well, we try to spend Christmas home with our family, so we don't really experience it here. And then we actually live in Queens. We don't live in Manhattan. So, uh, I guess on the weekends we do some more of the Christmassy things. Like we went to Bryant Park, which Mm. they have the winter, um, winter village. Winter Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah, And ice skating. And um, there is another winter park or winter village in Union Square, which is on 14th Street. And then they have obviously Rock Rock Center. The tree gets, you know, dressed there. Mm-hmm. And um, there are some Christmas bars like there's a bar called Rolf's. There's a bar called Miracle on 9th Street. So these are just things for people that ask, you know, what are your favorite things to do right. uh, for Christmas? And, and just, to, just to clarify, too. We're going to talk mainly about Christmas just because that's what we celebrate. So that's our perspective. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that, all other holidays. Okay. The, so yeah. This applies to other holidays, but sure. just for our experience, yeah. you know, we And Thanksgiving we too. Christmas. Yeah. And Easter. I think we're just going to kind of try to talk about navigating the holidays in general. Right. Working in healthcare because I think when you get into it, like I've been a nurse for three years, three years. And then well, Quinn, yeah. Quinn Be almost hasn't. four, right? Yeah. And then Quinn hasn't started working yet, obviously. He's still right. a student. But next year when he starts residency, we'll have to navigate that right. as him being, you know, an intern for your first year. Yeah. So um, my first year working, I worked in med surge in a hospital here in New York City. And the holidays were extremely hard for me. So I was on day shift for 10 weeks during orientation. And then I switched to working night shift. As most new grads in the hospital do, uh, it's kind of like a rite of passage, which they don't really tell you in nursing school. So just heads up if you're in nursing school and you want to work in the hospital, uh, it, it is most likely something that you'll have to do unless you are working in a very like remote area or low census area where they are hiring new grads onto day shift. But it's, I think it's safe to say if you are starting your first job in any like magnet hospital, you are going to have to work night shift at some point in time. Right. Uh, so I was working nights at the time. I just switched and I think we went home for Thanksgiving that year, right? Just for the weekend. Like I didn't yeah, have vacation time, so. but it was a short, it was a short trip just for Thanksgiving. 
But the counter of that was that I was working Christmas, my first year working Christmas. And we, our family was back in Florida. And I think think that day. We stayed, right? Yeah. For Christmas. That day was really hard for me. Um, Because you were at home here in the city in our tiny apartment by yourself. And I was working and we had no family and no friends here yet. So that was really challenging. Yeah. Uh, And then the following year, we had COVID. So our second year. Right. We we couldn't even Finishing up. Yeah. Finishing up my first year of working as a nurse. Uh, We had COVID going on uh, and it was, it was still pretty bad. So it started March, April of 2020. And then I'm talking like the following holidays uh of 2020 right like you know christmas that time we there was like flight restrictions to florida or i think that you could travel to florida but when you came back you had to do like a 14 day quarantine remember that yeah it was something so that's why we couldn't go home basically for any of those holidays and i ended up leaving the hospital at that time because night shift was affecting me so much and the thought of working another holiday was just too painful for me. Mm. So I literally wow. quit my job. I re- man. This was such a big deal. So this this topic weighs very heavily on me. Right. Because it actually played a part in me leaving the bedside. Yeah. Um, I think, it, you know, and that was, that was challenging because of COVID. We were low staff. And so they weren't able to give me time off. And basically I was at a point where I couldn't work you know, through another holiday again. Or I believe since I worked Thanksgiving, they were going to give me Christmas Day and Christmas Eve off. But night shift, I would have worked three nights in a row before Christmas Eve. And then they scheduled me for three nights in a row right. after Christmas so Day. So just like it wouldn't have worked So it would have been Those six two days you would have been sleeping. Eight or nine days, right. which is like absurd because yeah. we had low, we had short staff. Uh, and I was just like, I can't do that and yeah. no money is worth it to me anymore i don't even care if i have to move back in with my parents like i just cannot do this anymore yeah. so covid and, burnout and then flu season it was just like everything right and we'll talk about that in a little bit too um when it comes to kind of navigating this holiday season because there are other options out there as a nurse you know places you can work that you're able to have your holidays again you right. know versus being in the hospital yeah. system but we'll, and that's we'll what talk i have now right so, um, I think we should go into scheduling for holidays. So typically what happens in the hospital and I can't speak to this for, you know, for Quinn's side for medicine. So maybe yeah. he can, but, um, for us, they, when you schedule your vacation as a nurse in a hospital, they want to know your vacation for the entire year at the beginning of the year or before the beginning of the year. Which was crazy for me because I was like, I don't even know what's happening next month. Right. Let Who alone plans that far ahead? I, yeah. So it's kind of weird to me that they make you put in, sorry, that was really close, put in all your vacation days for the entire year at the beginning of the year before right. the beginning of the year. Uh, that was really stressful to me. So I never really did that. But I guess the premise is like you just take, you decide what time you want off and then you plan your vacations within your paid time off. I don't really understand it at all. And usually they have a policy policy, like you have to work two out of the three holidays, um, or pick like pick holiday options. So if you work Christmas, then you can get Thanksgiving off or you either have to work Christmas Eve or Christmas day. You have to pick one or the other or, you know, New Year's Eve or New Year's day. So you have to kind of choose which holidays you want to be yours and there is seniority involved in this so people that are more senior on the floor get to pick first and then the people that are new to the hospital or the unit usually have slim pickings in terms of right because it's all about meeting certain numbers for staff like how many nurses they need for the floor um and the fun thing about the holidays in healthcare is that it also coincides with flu and cold season yeah and so you have a lot of staff out sick. So you're short-staffed and it's you have a lot of people coming gray into the and wintry and you yeah. want to be home with your family. Right. And instead of you're working short-staffed on the holidays and it usually just, it's very challenging. So let's give some tips yeah. to get through it. Because the way that I went about it, I really just was in such a bad mental space 
and I've grown so much now I feel like knowing what I know now I would have handled my life working night shift so differently yeah like I would have prioritized getting sunlight in my eyes first thing in the morning for right. 20 minutes or whatever you know Andrew Huberman um recommends if you don't listen to his podcast and you want to learn how to make your life better i would highly recommend his podcast the huberman lab he has so much information about sleep and light exposure and which is so important for night shift nurses so i would check that out if you're interested um my first tip for navigating the holidays and and this so first we're going to talk about like let's say you have to work a holiday right not you're working holidays you don't want to work them you're looking for some other way you know some other field that can allow you to to not work holidays this is assuming okay you're working a holiday you know now what yeah so assuming you're working a holiday and you're not going to be home with your family on that day i would plan in advance your time off so that you can make sure that you have time to celebrate with your friends and your family appropriately Um, so it's not just the holiday day that matters but you can plan uh you know to to see them the weekend before or the day after and uh do some sort of celebration uh around the holidays not like on christmas so ideally you get your you know which holidays you're working i hope at least a month in advance uh, or, you know, a few months in advance. And at that point, you can decide when you want to go home, when you want to plan your trips. Uh, it's kind of hard when you start working on a unit like halfway through the year. It's easier to plan your vacation time when you have been there, you know, already for a year because you know how it works. You know, you know, when your manager schedules you, like when the schedule comes out. And how lenient they are about PTO and vacation time and all of these things. So my suggestion is be as proactive as you can in planning. Because if you can plan your flights a few months in advance, I mean, this is saying if you don't live near your family like we did, that can take a lot of burden off of you for having to get flights last minute that are going to be super expensive. Right. Um, That's something that... I wish that I did, although it was COVID anyways, so we were really yeah. just stuck here. Right, right. <laughs> Our experience is not going to be the typical experience, although, you know, COVID is obviously still going on, but I'm saying that restrictions have been lifted and the quarantine policies have been changed and all those types of things. Right. So the obstacles that people are having now in this holiday season are very different than when we first started or I, when I first started working. I think missing the holidays uh, kind of made me realize that as an adult, the holiday is an event more so than a day. And if you are talking to your family or your friends or whoever you want to celebrate with, and you say, you know, I can't be there on the day, but I would really love to celebrate with you guys. You know, it's, it's very easy to just pick another day. You know, it's like, you're not, maybe you're working Thanksgiving, but you make that Saturday the the real Thanksgiving. Cause really what is Thanksgiving? It's not the day it's, meeting with friends, meeting yeah. with family and eating good food. And, and you realize that you can, that's, thanks. that's movable, you know? <laughs> well, Thanksgiving is less like presents. You know what I mean? It's more about the food. You know what I mean? No, it's not, not, it's not about the food. It's like about gratitude, Quinn. Oh, and Thanksgiving. Well, it's kind of about the food. Oh my God. <laughs> no. But, it's... but the same, I mean, the same goes for Christmas too. You know, I, like a lot of times you can tell you, you know, have your family move, move your Christmas celebration. I mean, what we had to do was uh, we, we essentially did zoom Christmas where we called my parents and your yeah. parents and talked to them over zoom and over FaceTime because yeah. we couldn't go home and we create like recreated what that day would have been. Yeah. You know, the it's, best it's, that we could. it's not going to be perfect. It's about making it as good as it can be. And I hope that you work somewhere where you at least have a few coworkers that feel like family to you that you enjoy working with there's something really special i feel like i don't know if you'll feel this way quinn but like about healthcare that at least for nurses a lot of us have very similar personalities and family like backgrounds um and i think that just is like go like our personality is like you know why we went into nursing so it makes a lot of sense that we are very similar a lot of us in the way that we think, in the way that we act and care for others. 
Uh, so I have made the best friends with other nurses just because we are so alike. So, you know, going into work doesn't necessarily have to always be a terrible thing on the holidays. You can, I would plan with your unit to do some sort of holiday um, food gathering where yeah. everyone brings something. Or that's like a usually, white elephant yeah, that's what I did, you know, when I worked in the hospital is like we would, you know, all plan something and night shift was really close. So everyone would bring um, a, a holiday dish and we would, you know, eat. And usually, not always, but usually on the holiday days, the hospital is usually not as busy no, because no, people, a lot of, you know, the really, a lot of the surgeries that are more elective and not urgent get pushed. Uh, you know, that same, same thing goes for procedures, right. discharges. It's very rare that someone, you know, a lot is happening. So your if, shift is going to be a little bit slower, I would say, on average yeah. than a regular day. People don't like to go to the hospital on Christmas if they don't really have to. That's why to, it's called holiday know? heart syndrome, right? Yeah, right, so right. So they it's wait, like something pain. emergent. Yeah. They that's, wait that's until after holidays. Right. So, um, yeah, when, by the first year I worked uh, Christmas, I you know the, the shift was super slow. And it was actually my, I think Christmas Day was my first day off orientation on my own. Yeah. And thank God, because it was actually a really slow day. And I would just recommend if you have to work on a holiday, do something really nice for yourself. Like get yourself uh, something that you've been wanting, like a Christmas gift or a holiday gift to yourself. Get yourself, buy yourself coffee, get your favorite Starbucks before your shift. Maybe buy yourself lunch on the day, you know, if food places are open or have like a special treat on that day. Just do something to like help you help reward yourself for doing that really difficult thing. Right. It's, uh, like, it's like recreating that special feeling yeah, in some way. Because it is so sacrificial. And yeah. like, I think people don't realize, and I guess this doesn't just go for healthcare. Like, they're, you know, people, essential workers, right? The, you know, police, firemen, paramedics, grocery store, you know, employees, all, you know, everyone that ha- works jobs through the holidays. This applies to you as well. It is such a sacrifice to be there serving people instead of home with your family. Right. And you don't really develop a sense of gratitude towards that until you've been in their shoes. Um, and, you know, it just, it hits different. It really does. Like, I'm just, I'm so grateful for the people that continue to work and, and serve other people on the holidays. Now that I work in outpatient and I don't work holidays, um, it means a lot to me and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. And, um, just do, do what you can to get through it. That's, yeah. you know, my recommendation. And, and I think, you know, so if you're, you know, someone who's new going into nursing or new going into medicine, you know, it's definitely good to keep in your mind that there are some sacrifices that are going to have to be made and that should kind of guide where you decide to work or end up for your job, right? Mm -hmm. We were in New York City, and in order to come back to Florida for a holiday, it was a whole ordeal, right? You have to go to the airport, and you have to get a flight, and you have to plan it out. If you work somewhere that's a driving distance to your home, even if it's a couple hours, it makes it a lot easier. And Mm -hmm. I think for us, you know, I'm applying to residency. That's been a big part of my thinking because – you know, if, if we have to sacrifice and miss holidays, you know, I, I would rather it be easier to make it up. You know, maybe we can't be for there for the holiday, but we're close enough to home that we can drive home that weekend. Yeah. So it's definitely good to keep those things in mind. I think people, you know, if, obviously if you're adventurous and you want to go somewhere new, that's great. You know, just keep in mind what your priorities are. If you really would love to prioritize time with your family, think about that. You and know, also think the about the holidays distance. is not always easy for people when it comes to being with family. Like, you know, we have complicated families and oh, most people do. So the holidays come with a lot of mixed emotions. Right. So honestly, you want to be far from family. Yeah, that might be better for you. Honestly, But but maybe you love to be around your friends. So think about being proximity to your friends, right? You know, or moving somewhere new and wanting to make new friends and, you you know, prioritizing that meeting people and creating a community that you can be involved with during the holidays makes things a lot easier. I also think it can't be overstated how important your mindfulness and perspective is when it comes to doing difficult things like working on holidays. 
I think it can be really easy to just get sucked into a vortex of like, woe is me in misery and just being like, ugh, like just focusing on all the negative things right. of working in the holidays. And I remember this very clearly. The, the, the anxiety that I felt working night shift and then also the holidays, just the dread, it was all consuming. It was like, there was a perpetual rain cloud over my head and it was very challenging mentally to break out of that. And I think if I was more aware of my thoughts and how I, you know, accept my feelings, I validate my own feelings, but I'm in control of my narrative. Right. You know, I'm in control of how I react to cer- to certain things and um if i would have had you know more gratitude and perspective and that you know it's one day it's not forever but it felt i remember just so clearly that it felt like forever yeah and it felt like the end of the world right and it just it felt awful in that moment or that day of having to work but being on the other side of that it's like it's you know it's one day yeah and there's so much to be grateful for. There's so much, you know, and I, I don't want to say this from like a high horse because I'm, I'm not working holidays now. So it's easy for me to say these things like, oh, it's just one day. And it's like, yeah, but I'm that's because I'm not working them now. Well, I'm just trying to give perspective. Yeah. I like, think the perspective is that working holidays and missing out on those things is difficult. Even if you, you know, even though you love your job and you love to be in medicine and you love serving people and helping people and taking care of patients, self-sacrifice hurts. It is so hard. And I think a lot of people carry guilt because you get into the field a lot of times to help other people and you're like, why Why do I feel so selfish? You know, I don't want to be working. I would rather be with my family. Yeah. So, you know, you're completely valid for feeling those things. It's a, it's difficult to do to miss out on those so things. So difficult. And most people can't do it. That's right. why they don't go into this field. Right. And, you know, so what, what we're trying to say is, you know, you are you can feel those feelings. You're totally valid. Mm-hmm. But it's about, you know, your health. It's about your mental health. And if you allow yourself to get sucked into the despair mm-hmm. of missing a holiday, you allow yourself to catastrophize like a slope and of, go down of that slippery thoughts. slope. Yeah. It, it's just, it won't be good for you. It's not going to change the situation. It's right. not going to make it any better. And it's going to take you out of just living in the present moment and fully accepting what the present moment is. Right. And that you have to work and you're at work. And there's no alternative reality where you should be at home or you should be with family or you should be doing X, Y, and Z or at a Christmas bar, et cetera, et cetera. There's only this reality. And in this reality, you're at work and it's December 25th. Right. And that is all, you know, and that's what you have to do because you're there. Yeah. And it's such a, you know, it's... We are so grateful for it. Like, we need you. We need people to work on those days. And I think that sense of fulfillment is what a large part of the holidays is about, right? Right. You know, it is a privilege to some extent to take care of people, you know, on the holidays and to show up for them. And that, you know, that speaks to the core of why a lot of us went into healthcare in the first place. Right. And nursing in the first place is to be there for people when no one else is there. Right. And to keep showing up for people, regardless right. of the day, time, year, etc. So um, now, on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. I want to talk about going into healthcare and wanting to prioritize those things, wanting right. to have balance in your life, and the mindset of pursuing fields of no medicine or that. nursing that would allow you to have more freedom. There's yeah. absolutely no shame in that, and I find a lot of people feel guilty about having. This is specifically for medical students when you're picking your residency or whatever field you go into. People feel guilty about having balance as part of what makes them interested in a field, right? Like everyone wants it to be something very academic or have to do with, you know, uh, their ability to work or help other people or their skill sets. And they don't want to admit that oh, I might like this field over the other because the the balance, the work-life yeah. balance might be a little well, bit better. you know what this makes me think of? It's like how in healthcare, some of the toxicity in nursing and medicine can be fully based on like having a super, superiority complex of right. like, no, I'm more work, 
I'm, I'm more working harder. Har- yeah, yeah, I'm working yeah. harder than you because I'm working the holiday. Right. And it's like the the principle of like martyrdom is like how right. much can I kill myself for the benefit of other people? Right. Or like how much can I kill myself to prove that, you know, I'm harder working than everyone else? Yeah. And if we really, you know, take all that stuff and put it aside because our generation is very achievement based and there are a lot of type A people yeah. in nursing and medicine um you know how do you how do we really feel how are how do you really feel is that really you know is it coming from a, a, a pure well-intentioned place right that you want to go into the most rigorous field or the most rigorous care or is it right. just to prove externally to other people yeah. that you're better than them and i think that we only have like the amount that we have to give to other people is not unlimited. We have a mm-hmm. storehouse of energy that we have we to have give to other people. Yeah. And if you are someone who, if you're working all day, every day with no breaks, that drains you, you're going to run out of things to give and it's going to sour you. It will. And, it's and it will affect you. how you treat yeah. patients. And mm-hmm. I think people don't realize that. If you've ever come across some sort of physician or nurse who just has had all the joy taken out of their life and yeah. they, they, you, it feels like they're taking it out on you, yeah. sometimes that's because you know people have sacrificed so much they have nothing left to give. Yeah. And you know taking care of that storehouse of energy you have to give other people is... It's an important thing. It's, it's not wrong to protect Especially that. Especially around the holidays. Yeah. So uh, I put a question box up on my Instagram story and somebody uh, asked, you know, how do you stay committed to your health and your wellness and your fitness goals during the holidays? Mm. So what tips do you have for that? Yeah. What's your favorite holiday hack for... Well, I was going to say going off of what I just said, talking about how, you know having energy to give to other people, I feel like taking care of myself builds up that energy, doing things just for myself. So to. for me, I'm, you know, you and I are both very health and fitness based. Uh, to me, working out is fun. I, I feel weird in a day if I don't work out. I just enjoy it. And, you know, when I'm home for the holidays, I'm very fortunate that my parents are also very fitness focused and typically I'll just go to the gym with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for a lot of people that, you know, aren't able to do that or their family doesn't understand or whatever, it's just important to carve aside a little bit of time for yourself. It's good to be home and spend time with your family and be there for them. But, you know, if you're on break and you're relaxing, do something for yourself too. go, you know, wake up in the morning and go on a walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Take some time in the afternoon to, go do some push-ups or sit-ups or run sprints or whatever whatever makes you feel good, you know, to in a working out sense even if you don't have access to something like a gym. Yeah. Um I just think setting aside that time no matter how short it is. I mean, think of a full day even if you're doing things all day. You probably have yeah. 20 30 minutes you can set aside. Here's you know? the thing when it comes to the holidays is that I feel like when I worked nights, I had no self-control or discipline to control my appetite because my cup was so empty i was so burnt out so like food was like became part of a coping mechanism or like a high dopamine reward for my stress like i would go across the street when i worked night shift and get this delicious sandwich that was very high calorie like almost every night because it was like a reward (laughs) Right. For working so hard. Right. And working night shift really screw, like screws with your biochemistry and your circadian rhythm. So you end up, you know, sorry, that was our dog, having less ability to, you know, manage your sugar cravings, right. et cetera. So my tips for people um, around the holidays that are trying to stay committed to their fitness goals is one, sleep, prioritize your sleep. Alcohol disrupts sleep. Caffeine disrupts sleep in the late afternoon. If you're curious about that, you know, I mentioned Andrew Huberman. He did a podcast about caffeine that I thought was really interesting. Um, So listen to that. And then he has other podcasts about light exposure, like sunlight exposure in the morning and sleep and how to hack those things and optimize them, even if you are a shift worker, uh, which is a resource that I wish I knew about when I worked night shift. Um, Two, prioritize protein. I think you can agree with me, Quinn, on this one. Yeah. That that's huge. Um, Everyone should eat more protein. What is it? 0. 0.8 uh, 
to 1.2 grams per kilogram per pound i thought it was per kilogram point, point 0.8 is or per it's pound. lean body mass per pound lean body oh, mass yeah, yeah. so for me i'm 150 pounds and that looks like me eating 135 pounds uh, pounds 135 grams of protein a day right. or i think you can do your goal body weight in grams of protein per day right. i swear when i started meeting those goals the protein goal for the day by tracking, I use an app called Carbon. We both use Carbon Diet Coach, right? Right. So mm-hmm. Lane Norton's app, uh, which is phenomenal. We highly recommend it. Uh, it uses an algorithm to change your calories based on your weight check-ins. So if you want something that's actually going to keep you accountable, uh, check out that app. We really like it. Uh, so when I started eating you know, protein to that amount, I have like no sugar cravings right. at all. Like, I don't crave a little after-dinner snack, like, literally nothing. I'm very satiated throughout the day, and I can stick to my calorie macro goals because I'm hitting that protein goal. Right. And the fat and the carbohydrates, I'm very flexible with now. But we, you know, we both prioritize whole foods, you know, whole foods, lots of plants. Right. Not as much sugary stuff. And I think it's okay to, you know, on Christmas Christmas and Thanksgiving, you know, eat what you want, you you know, there's no, there's nothing wrong with being strict, you know, when you're, when you're home or on vacation or whatever, but it's always good to give yourself a break. You know, if everyone, if you're at a Christmas dinner and you're not eating anything, I mean, it defeats the purpose, you know, it's not going to ruin your diet or your health to take a day off. Holidays can be really hard for people though, because you, you get into this idea of yo-yo dieting, like, like I used to unhealthfully like not eat breakfast the day of Thanksgiving or whatever, because I wanted to, you know, like fast or like make room for the meal on Thanksgiving. But then I would be so hungry by the time that the meal came around that I would overindulge and I would literally feel sick to my stomach and it honestly would have just been better if i had balanced my blood sugar throughout the day with healthy uh like with protein fats and carbohydrates uh and not overeaten and that's what i did when we went home this past year and i didn't overeat and it was you know it was was good yeah so um you know we understand that everyone has a different relationship with food and dieting and we're not recommending you know you have to track or you have to diet or whatever it is. Everything is very context based, but these are just obviously some tips that, you know, we've grown through. Yeah. So I'm, you know, very flexible on the holidays and, you know, you don't have to, I'm glad that we're all coming to an accept that you don't have to like exercise to burn off those calories or burn off that pie or that cookie or, you know, whatever. Like that is so stupid yeah yeah (laughs) like be smart with it if you you know it's not necessarily a bad thing to go for a walk after you eat your christmas dinner yeah it helps your glucose your blood sugar levels um so you know it's not necessarily a bad thing to to prioritize those things but don't obsess over it and um love yourself and let yourself have you know treats around the holidays because the more you restrict the more that your body you're gonna like crave that thing the more you tell yourself no like you're gonna eventually cave and have the whole thing yeah i was just gonna say i keep seeing this quote online i don't know where it originally came from but it's like if you don't give your body a break it will take one for you and usually not at the most convenient Mm. time yeah that's like when you get sick after like a long stressful for, period and yeah. then you finally go on vacation which is what happened to me over thanksgiving right and then you get sick and i think a lot of people with health and fitness and dieting are so strict and don't give themselves any breaks until they get to a point where they're like i just can't do this anymore i'm gonna stop completely yeah and it's like it would have been better if you had just balanced it and kept it going long term so funny oh my gosh actually after this we've been so good on our our eating regimen and our workout plan um, but I saw this post where it's like people will compromise, like they won't have the piece of chocolate cake or the cookie and they'll decide to have like an apple instead or whatever to like meet that craving. And then it's, it's like you have the apple and then you also just end up going back and eating right. whatever you were right, going right, to. Right. So in, instead of just like having what you wanted, you ended up eating even more Yeah, because you ate the thing anyways. And then you just give up. So, um, you, the moral of the story is be kind to yourself, be smart, get, you know, 
talk to someone and, and get help if you, if yeah. you need help with eating and food. And it's more so about consistency and balance than it is about being really strict yeah. and not giving yourself any breaks. I mean, I don't want to segue too much longer into this because we're, you know, talking about the holidays. But for me, I've seen a lot of progress lately just from being consistent, like with small changes. Like we have been using this app to track our food and I'm not eating in a massive calorie deficit, but I'm seeing such great changes because it's sustainable. I'm able to stick to it. I'm not starving each day and I love the foods that I'm eating. So I, you know, and my gym, going to the gym now is routine for me and I love it. I love the way it makes me feel. And so now I'm actually seeing changes because it's about a small change carried over a long period of time consistently. That's how you see results. Right. And a lot of people get upset because they don't lose 10 pounds in a week. And then they, you know, they let go of being committed to their goals. So I don't know how much that is relevant to the holidays. But, you know, someone asked. And I want to, you know, honor the questions that you guys asked through my Instagram. So those are some suggestions for us. And um, I'm going to, I guess we can talk about some pros and cons of working, you know, inpatient and working outpatient in the field yeah. that you've chosen. You've chosen radiology, right. which is more flexible yeah. than something like surgery, right? right? Right, So when you work in the hospital, you have to work the holidays. Um, I'm not sure how many it is. It's like you, if you, you know, they flip flop. So it's like if you work Christmas, you don't have to work the um Thanksgiving or, you know, like I, we, what I said previously in this episode, uh, you do get paid holiday pay, which I believe is what time and a half or something. And they may even have bonuses depending on where you work, um, for coming in for holidays. So that is a nice perk. Uh, for me, I don't work holidays. Uh, I do get a few of them paid, which is really nice. Um, what else? But when you work in the hospital, you tend to have more PTO time than you do outpatient. So my PTO when I worked in the hospital actually was separate than my sick time. And now that I work in outpatient, my sick time and my PTO is all in one PTO bank. Right. So if I'm sick, you know, it takes from that. But when the hospital, it was two separate ones. And I think I got total like four weeks of vacation when I worked in the hospital, which is crazy now that I think about that. Um, and now where I work is 10 days paid time off. Right. So it is a drastic difference um, from hospital work. And um, so there, you know, there are pros and cons. Yeah. It's all about that. choosing what, you know, scheduling works for you. What right. you, what you prefer. If you prefer to have more money and like, you don't care about the holidays so much, like go for it. Like, yeah. For me, I was willing to take a pay cut to have that time off and have right. more flexible vacation. Um, and that's what I do right now. And right. I really love it. I love, you know, I love being home for the holidays right now. Well, Quinn and I went home for, I think like four or five days for Thanksgiving. Yeah, something like that. And then we went home. We're going home for two weeks for Christmas and the New yeah, Year. Yeah, which is going to be really nice. And I think we can only do that this year, though, because your schedule as a fourth-year medical student is, is Yeah, it's a lot more easier. free. Right, yeah. So, you know, from my perspective, um, you know, I'm a fourth-year medical student right now. A lot of our time is um, kind of carved out for interviews because, you know, anyone who's gone through the cycle or is going through it or is about to go through it, you can get scheduled for interviews kind of at any time. And it just depends on when you hear back from programs and then it depends on what dates they have available. You know, so some weeks I'll have none, some weeks I'll have four interviews in a row. So it, it all just kind of depends. But, you know, the way that my interviews worked out, it gives us a lot of time to go home and all the interviews are over Zoom. So if I do end up getting one while we're home, I could technically you know, interview from home. I could just have a nice setup and get a good background and do an interview. So it's it's kind of nice um, that, you know, although the interviews are remote and they're not, you lose that kind of personal touch. You do have a lot more flexibility now, um, which is something I really appreciate. And, um, you know, as you're approaching residency and you're applying to residency, Think about the, the work-life balance and the flexibility that different programs have. I mean, radiology is a very, very flexible um, 
job. And that's one of the things that I love about it is that some people can work from home. Some people work part-time. One of the programs I interviewed at had faculty that aren't in the state. They, they, everything they do is over zoom and it works out great and they're able to teach. Mm -hmm. And, um, to me, that's just such a cool thing, you know? So if yeah. I'm thinking about our family in the future and, you know, it's like if I could be home a couple of days out of the week and be around family and work from home, that'd be awesome. So if that's something you're interested in, you know, don't feel bad about wanting those things, you know, you don't have to work yourself to the bone and, oh, I'm only in medicine if I'm working every single day and that's lazy and blah, blah, blah you know, yeah. don't let yourself think of those things. You know, it's okay to have that be part of your decision-making process towards the field because- yeah. We're not obviously talking about it right now, but I could go on for hours about all the other things that I love about radiology. I mean, this is just one facet of it, but it's a, you know, it's okay to have that be an aspect of it. And when you talk to people in the field, they'll agree and they'll say that's part of why we picked it. Literally the major reason of me going outpatient. So like I'm totally pro advocate for doing what you want and what is best for your life. There are people that love critical care yeah. that's all they want to do is critical care and yeah. they are such critical care nerds and that's amazing yeah that was not for me and so everyone is different and that's why i hate when people say oh you know do i have to work in med surge for a year my first year as a nurse to gain good experience and it's like absolutely not right do what you what is best for you yeah. Is it smart to have bedside experience if you're going into something like an acute care NP? Yeah, it is. But you don't have to do it that way. There's no rule. Right. People are just insecure and they want other people to have to suffer and be miserable just like they are. Yeah. And that's why people There's... say, oh, you you went to NP school and you didn't do med surge for 10 right, years and right. blah, blah, blah. It's all ego and insecurity and it makes me sick. And it's just like... Relax. Do there's, what you want to do. There's two things you should never do. One, you should never let anyone make you feel about feel bad about the career you've chosen. And two, you should never make someone else feel bad about the career they've chosen. Because yes. the reality is, even if you disagree, there are certain fields of medicine that I would never go into. I just couldn't. Yeah. And people go into it and I don't understand it. <laughs> but we are part of a team. And you're going to work with people from all different specialties a, right. a lot of the time. And we time. all need each other. And you all need each other. Yeah. You know, radiologists need surgeons and surgeons need radiologists. Doctors need radiologists. You know, like everyone is so interconnected. Um, we all are. The medicine team, team needs consults and yeah. they need surgeons. And they. it's like you should always respect other people's fields. And for whatever reason they've chosen it, that's fine. You know, yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I love my field. You should apply to it because I love it. You know, I've, I tell people that all the time, apply to radiology. It's the best, yeah. but there's a difference between that and saying, well, you've chosen that field for a silly reason or that job is silly, mm-hmm. right? There's just mm-hmm. no reason to say yeah. that. So. so the last thing I want to touch on is a winter health starter pack so it's like the things that you need to put in your toolkit to stay healthy over the cold winter season okay so on my amazon storefront i have a a list devoted to immune support supplements everyone is getting sick right now at work we have a lot of patients coming in for nutritional ivs for uh like you know to help support their immune system while they're fighting off the flu colds RSV. Um, we have, you know, some people with COVID. COVID is going around. Uh, so the immune support supplements are huge. You know, I'm not going to claim that they're going to cure your cold or cure your right. flu. It's support. But it's support. And it's studied like a lot. And so some things on that storefront that I'm personally taking every day uh, is buffered vitamin C, zinc. Make sure if you're taking zinc, you're taking it with food because it can make you feel really nauseous if you're taking it on an empty stomach. If zinc takes, if zinc 50 milligrams makes you feel too nauseous, even with food, you can go down to zinc 25 milligrams. Um, what else we have? Lysine is great for your immune system. Uh, vitamin D a lot, especially if you're a woman. This time of year with the low light. It really does tank your vitamin D levels. I would right. get your vitamin D checked. If you are supplementing, um, you know, that's something that you want to keep in a pretty tight range. 
I believe above 40 is the goal for vitamin D levels, 40 to 80 or something like that. I have to double check. Um, but a lot of people actually have low vitamin D and they, they don't even know it. So if you have brain fog, low energy, your sleep is off, um, you tend to have, you know, depression or anxiety, get your vitamin D levels checked. Uh, what else? NAC, N-acetylcysteine is really good for immune support as well. So all of those things are on my Amazon storefront. Also B-propolis that you can spray in your throat and colloidal silver uh, you can do in your throat or, uh, you know, sprays in each nair, each nostril. Uh, get your sleep, get your sleep figured out. Let's, let's, we need to be sleeping. I, you know, yeah. I thought I was so strange for needing to sleep eight hours and then I saw someone post the other day, a doctor post, like, actually women should be sleeping 8 to 10 hours, and they need more sleep than men on average. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Finally someone validating that, right. like, getting 8 plus eight plus hours of sleep doesn't make me crazy. Right. And I don't even sleep in. I wake up really early, but I need those 8 hours of sleep. Right, you go to bed early. Yeah, I mean, it's just the culture in college to, like, stay up late, but now I'm so content with getting into bed at 8.30. Yeah. And I, I feel no shame about it. I'm like literally getting in bed at 8.30, going to bed at 9.30 p.m., waking up at 6.30 the next day. And it's been so good for me. Yeah. So get your sleep figured out. If you're not good at sleeping, there's so much out there. Um, and that I love, you know, technology and social media today because the exposure is just, you know, crazy for information. There's right. so much information. Right. So get your sleep and get your sunlight exposure if you can. When you're working night shift, it is so hard, but there are things you can do. You can go on Amazon and you can get a sunlight lamp. Um, put your face in front of that dang sunlight lamp. Even if, you know, after you wake up at 4 p.m. and it's already dark outside, get some even artificial bright light into your eyes. That will help you wake up and it'll also help you sleep the next day um, by modulating your melatonin production and then exercise and social connection mm. huge you know it is obviously flu cold season be smart with who you're being with but you know make plans with friends and that goes back to another challenge that we had around the holidays our first year here is we didn't have any friends right, right. and it was covid, COVID so we couldn't hang out with people anyways from everybody so being with friends people that build you up is just huge yeah make those connections, make those plans. If you have plans set around the holidays, that will make getting through working the holidays so much easier, like so much easier. Yeah. So just, you know, prioritize social connection and exercise move in a way that makes you feel good. Exercise is great for your immune system. It's great for your general health, longevity, all the things. Right. So yeah. That's all right. It. I want to end the episode by saying, one thing we are grateful for and looking forward to this mm. holiday season with Christmas. Go ahead. Oh, the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Does it have to, it have to be related to the holiday? Okay, you go. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm grateful for our wedding anniversary coming up because oh, yeah. we've, we've grown so much. Right after and the I'm holidays. just like, it's January 9th is our one year wedding anniversary and we're finally gaining traction quinn had three residency interviews this past week at places yep. that we're all really excited about as options yeah um thank god and um it we're finally moving like right. this winter doesn't feel so bad because we have something to look forward to come this spring summer we'll be moving uh god willing out of new york city and it's just like it feels like everything is finally moving the past three years have all felt so stagnant um and i'm just so grateful that we have so much to look forward to on the horizon. Yeah. And I feel like I've been so limited with social media. And I know this is very self-limiting. Like these are self-limiting beliefs, but it's still hard for me. It's just like the environment that we're in. I don't feel creative here. I feel very stagnant. And that's been really hard to post on social media. Um, I'm a very like aesthetics person. So like if my environment is not aesthetically pleasing to me, like it makes it very hard to like, put out content you yeah. know what i mean yeah because it's our space like our you know our space is, is hard here 760 square feet for yeah. like a billion dollars a month um but anyways that's tangent um i'm grateful for our wedding anniversary coming up it's really exciting and then this holiday season i'm just 
excited to go home to South Florida and be yeah. with family. Yeah. And like, I'm so grateful that my mom, you know, got us plane tickets to go home because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to afford it. And so just excited to accept family as they are and be home with them. Yeah. And, you know, frankly, not have to work. That's a blessing. Yeah. It's a privilege. Yeah. It truly is. And I made a lot of strategic and hard ass decisions to get to this place. Because it was really hard to leave the bedside and it was a really inconvenient time in all intents and purposes of the word to leave when I did. But I knew that life that I wanted to be living and I knew that where I was was not matching up to that. Right. Um, and I was killing myself and I said I felt like no sense of fulfillment or happiness or purpose. And I was like, why am I killing myself at work for this? Right. So for me, I knew it was time to leave and I'm here today and I'm happy where I'm at today because I made those really, really tough decisions. Yeah. And it was hard to leave my team that was already short staffed. Like I get that. It was really hard to hand in that resignation letter. Um, But I'm happy with where I am today because our relationship has changed for the better for that too. All right. All right. My turn. Um, I'm also thankful for our, wedding anniversary coming up i'm thankful that we get to go home because i feel i feel the excitement building in me every single time i interview at these programs i am just so thankful that they gave me that opportunity like Mm -hmm. i feel like it's almost a weird perspective to have over interviews because i think people get really nervous over them but for me i'm just so excited that i'm there yeah like it feels so surreal that i'm at this point, like like I'm at the end of medical school and I'm ready to move on to the next step. And as I talk to more and more radiologists, I mean, it's, it's a great feeling to know what field you want to go into because every time you talk about it, you just get excited, you know? And I talk to people in the field and I love their energy and I love their excitement for the field and it just makes me more excited. So I'm very grateful that there's so much ahead of us and that I get to go home for a break knowing that and feeling excited for that next season, not feeling like nervous and dreadful and, oh, I don't know what's going to come next. It's like I'm very excited for whatever comes next. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's a very good headspace for me to be in, Yeah, you know, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, guys. That wraps right. up the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or want us to explain or expand on anything further, shoot me a DM on Instagram at naturally underscore Heather. Also follow me on TikTok at that nurse Heather. Quinn really isn't on socials. No. Um, he's just, you know, <laughs> just pops up the ride. On, me, on mine every now and then. So DM me. I would love to hear from you, especially if you listen to the podcast. Leave us a review wherever you're listening. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And subscribe so that you get notifications when we post we try to record every weekend and post the following monday or tuesday right now with our schedule it's been a little bit difficult to be consistent with that but we are committed to keep this thing going uh we love to hear your feedback so again please shoot me a dm or leave a review for us and i hope all of you have a great holiday season no matter where you are celebrating or who you're celebrating with know that you're loved you're special and we need you and we're so grateful for you whether you're not working or you are working or whatever you're going through in this time period um yeah that's it all right all right bye guys bye everybody bye